0: Growing up Boomer, I'm your host Padre with my co-host Cotton, and this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted and sometimes will go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent, but most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey Cotton, how you doing my man? Real
1: good, moderating yourself.
0: Oh man, I, you know what, as I told you before, we're a week behind because we're remodeling the house, and oh, i tell you what, man, I am beat, and I'm not doing any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been well, through you it have be- to,
1: You have to hear the complaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've been through it before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you knocked down a wall on your house, I think, at one time. Yes, we did. Oh. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, Jason, And, you know, I was going to get a garage out of this, but then that ended up into the laundry room. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we, so, speaking of the laundry room, you know, we just got that finished. Brand new floor, mm-hmm. gutted everything, moved the water heater outside. You know, I got one of those tankless water heaters, moved it outside. It's looking beautiful. Did my uh-huh. first load of wash. I'm watching it. Okay, it looks good. Okay. Then I said, it's working fine. We put a second load in, and the washer leaks all over the brand new floor. <laughs> I'm going, you know, I can't win for losing here.
1: <laughs> What's that Tom Hanks movie?
0: Yeah, <laughs> The Money Pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. And then, you know, and then at my age, I don't need this. Okay? Okay. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, you know when the, the, one of the good things about being old What's that? Is that your friends always keep your secrets. <laughs> and you know why? Why is that? Because I can't remember them. Oh,
1: <laughs> I was going to say, guy, I hope you didn't read my last email.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what <do you> email? <laughs> oh, one thing about old age as well. But they th- make us yeah. great multitaskers.
1: Yes, you're right.
0: Because <laughs> you when we sneeze, we pee and poop at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Multitask. <laughs> or is that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, more like a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, did I tell you in the uh, month of April, the downloads Pennsylvania again for... 12% of all our downloads was, were in Pennsylvania. Really? Yes. Uh. And Oregon was right behind him with 11%. Oh. Because yeah, most, wow. yeah, most of our downloads are basically California. But I tell you what, I'm reading a book right now, mm-hmm. and it's very, very good. And it's talking about uh, uh, how life was kind of like in the Midwest, and it sounds mm-hmm. just like us. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna review that book uh later on this month. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good little thing. I'm going like, hey, we did the same thing. <laughs> Baby boomers were the same all over the place. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, get this too. This'll this will uh-huh. blow your mind. We had our first downloads from Sweden and the Philippines. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Hey, just dawned on me. My my
1: my uh daughter lives in Portland, Oregon. So maybe that's it.
0: Ah, there you go. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It could be. Oh, and some sad news, man. Uh-oh. Timothy Gray Bachman passed away. Bachman Overdrive? You got it. On April 28th, uh-huh. he passed away. If you remember the Bach BTO, Bachman-Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Yep. Remember? It was the Canadian... Taking, it,
1: care, taking care of business.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. They had two really, really big hits. Taking care of business. And what was the second mm. one? Do you remember? Uh, mm, that, I can't think of it right now. You ain't seen nothing yet.
1: All oh, right. You, 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 you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> boom, boom. They always had that real big guitar sound. It was really, mm-hmm. I, I I liked their group. Yeah. They were actually from Canada. from oh, Winnipeg. they? I
1: didn't know that. Yeah,
0: from Winnipeg. <laughs> and they were three brothers. They were Randy, Robbie, and Tim. And right. the bass player was Fred Turner. So that was they got hmm. the Bachman-Turner overdrive. Oh, huh. wasn't it Randy Bachman in a different band before? I, I don't know. I do know, oh. though, that he also did pass away. Oh, wow. He passed away at the beginning uh, of this year, January. And he was young. He was <laughs> my age. And oh, no. you know, I say that he was young? We drop it like flies. <laughs> he was my age. He was young. <laughs> That's the thing about getting old, you know, is when you look at people your same age, right? Uh-huh. You always think they look older than you do. <laughs> yeah. And the sad part is they're thinking the same thing. <laughs> wow. Gee, look at Joe. Look how old he looks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I know it, I know it. Oh, we also had another person pass away. Uh, okay. Jerry Springer. Okay. <laughs> yep. You, do you remember Jerry Springer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I God. His name was Gerald Norman Springer, and he was born no in London. Way. Yeah. He was born he was in a London. Norman.
1: He was a Norman, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And yeah, they get this. This is what kills me. This is what people don't know about him. Not only was he a trash TV dude, but he mm-hmm. was a journalist, a news reporter, an actor, producer, lawyer, lawyer, and a politician. Wow. Yeah. He was on the uh, Cincinnati City Council member, and he was a mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And he was on the local uh, news anchor in Cincinnati. <laughs> wow. Wow, and, he won, and he actually won several Emmy Awards, you know, the uh, regional Emmy Awards for mm-hmm. commentary. Really? Oh. Yeah. But, and he, I mean, this guy was really active, you know. Yeah. I mean, you'd look at, uh, you know, even his uh, tabloid talk show, Jerry Springer. He also mm-hmm. was on America, America's Got Talent from 2007 to 2008. And he was on Judge Jerry. From two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty two I remember that yeah. one, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he did a podcast from two thousand fifteen to two thousand twenty two really, oh, yeah, <laughs> he was a busy dude, yeah, but he's so, yeah, but he was always known for the trash TV, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we also had one other individual pass away, which I'm sure. None of the Gen Zs or Millennials remember, but Harry Belafonte passed away on April 25th. Oh, Harry Belafonte. Yeah, yeah. Harry uh, Belafonte. You got it. He he popularized the uh, Calypso music. Yeah. You know, during the 50s. He was big time. Mm -hmm. He's one of the very few performers that's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Really? Yeah. Now, his Oscar (laughs) was for uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award, but it's still an Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. For most of uh, his young life, he lived with his grandmother in uh, Jamaica.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah. Then he moved back to uh, New York and went to uh, George Washington High School. And he also was in the Navy as well during World War II. Really? Oh yeah, 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 wow. yeah. And he was real, really involved in the civil rights movement. Matter of fact, he subsidized Martin Luther King's family since King was only earning about eight thousand a year, so he would help out the family and subsidize his income. Wow. He also he also bailed out King in Birmingham, Alabama, after the uh, the Freedom March. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he raised an additional 50000 to release other civil rights protesters.
1: Wow. Yeah, what did he, he do
0: with the uh, other four days of the week? <laughs> <laughs> he also uh, contributed to the, the uh, Freedom Rides in 1961, which supported registered voting drives in the South. And he also organized a 1963 March on Washington, where the uh, Martin Luther King had the I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And get this, he was a humanitarian as well because he helped organize uh, the Grammy-winning win- song, We Are the World. You remember that one? With the oh, multi-artists? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. big time involved in that. He performed in Lide- uh, Live Aid in 1987. And he was wow. receiving an appointment for UNICEF as a goodwill ma- uh, ambassador. So this dude was just always doing something. He was always... Dang looking out for other people he was big time in civil rights and humanitarian activities. Oh wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I never had any, any ideas that Oh <laughs> no, he was he was something. Now, get this though. Yeah. The millennials and the Gen Zs may recognize this because his song is immortalized in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Remember Dale? Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. And you day- want to go what home. Gonna- Day-oh. day Daylight comes and I want to, go, to go home. Go home. <laughs> home. <laughs> and that was a Harry Belafonte song on Beetlejuice. So that, <laughs> he's a, that song is immortalized. Everybody that sees Beetlejuice is going to say, that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing about Beetlejuice, they couldn't come up with a name, right? They really? they, oh, okay. Yeah, they could not come up with a name for Beetlejuice. hmm And one of the names, and Tim Burton put his foot down, were Ghost and Sheets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Tim yeah, Burton that said, that's it. it. That's <laughs> not going to be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And here's another thing about Beetlejuice. Did you know the original name? Betelgeuse is Latin for the name of a star that's in the constellation of Orion. Really? Yeah. It's the second brightest star in Orion and the ninth brightest in the night sky, which you you can see in a cloudless night. The problem with with it is the way it's spelled in Latin. It's pronounced Betelgeuse, but this is the way it's spelled in Latin. B-E-T-E-L-G-E-U-S-E really yeah now who's <laughs> gonna say beetlejuice out of that yeah <laughs> but that's exactly so they said we'll just make it phonetically correct Beetlejuice <laughs> 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 oh, so that one, be true oh yeah mm. that was I thought that was really interesting oh by the way I got one quick movie review for you mm-hmm. All righty and this and the only reason why I'm doing this movie review and it's going to be quick because one of my heroes are in it Danny Uh-oh. Trejo. He's one of my heroes. When I, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get into that, but it's called Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Ooh. Oh, let me let me tell you what got me into this movie. <laughs> okay, it was a trailer. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, it was a trailer for this movie, and Danny Trejo's in it, and he has a machete, mm-hmm. and he says he looks at the machete and he goes, "I don't need no stinking machete," and he throws it down, and I said. I have to find where this movie is, and I have to watch it <laughs> and it's really it's a really bad movie, but you know what? it is entertaining, and you've got to see it cotton if you get a chance. yeah okay. it's about this a Texas border town uh, car salesman named Charlie Moonslight as a as a, a wrestler called the Green Ghost. Huh. it's just it, it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the guy this guy, Charlie Clark, who's one of the writers, wrote it in honor of the woman that raised him, basically. Apparently, he had a rough life and he spent most of his time with this uh, Mexican family and he used to call her Nina and that and she basically wrote uh, raised him, and at the end of the movie, they have pictures of him and her together. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of good. but Danny Trejo, and there's another one called uh, Renegades." And it had Danny Trejo on it. I got to see it. Oh, I I, I watched through half the movie and he still didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) He finally gets a a part in it. And I don't even think he was on the set. It looked like he was in his home. (laughs) They were just cutting him in. (laughs) They just edited him in. (laughs) But, oh, if Danny Trejo's in it, I'm watching it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You know, I first noticed Danny Trejo when he was with Desperado. That was the first oh. time I noticed him and I yep. said I like this guy.
1: That was a great movie too.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. True, well, get this. He's appeared at, in movies, voices in movies and TV shows 250. Yeah. And he was wasn't
1: Oh yeah. Wasn't he in the one too where the uh great great movie maybe you already mentioned this but were... uh oh god. They were Flying convicts.
0: Oh, out of con Conair. Con that's
1: right. Well, I should've, I should've he was great
0: in that one, too. John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah. John Malkovich was in that one.
1: Yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> oh,
0: you're not kidding. But uh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. He was. And the thing is about Danny Trejo, he was born in Echo Park, which is about five miles, maybe a little over five miles, where I was raised. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was raised near Lincoln Heights. By Lincoln Park, and he was uh, raised in um, Echo Park, which is by Dodger Stadium. Huh. Yeah. And get this. This dude, right, and this is why he's one of my heroes, because I'll tell you what, this guy by the age of seven was participating in his first drug run. (laughs) He was arrested at the age of 10. (laughs) You know. Oh, and this guy spent uh, time in the L Los LA County jail in nineteen sixty one where he met Charles Manson. Oh jeez. <laughs> which he which he described as a dirty, greasy, and scrawny white boy.
1: <laughs> you know, it just dawned on me he, the way his face looks. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. I I'll bet that his parents just beat the crap out of him every time he got arrested.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the thing is, with you uh, also spent some time in uh, San Quentin. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This guy was hardcore, man. Okay. Jeez. He was uh, a boxer in prison as well in San Quentin, and he uh, fought in the lightweight and the welterweight divisions. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He wasn't really, that tall of a guy was he? No. No, no, no. Yeah. no. I mean, how many of us are tall? I just happen to be (laughs) you. you Yeah, me, and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, the thing about him was that uh, apparently he was in uh, uh, Soledad, and there was a riot, and he ended up, uh, I guess, beating a guard with a rock or something like that, and he was in solitary confinement. And they said uh, that while he was in there, he found faith, whatever that means. So I guess he went through that and he started uh, working on helping people with drug addictions and stuff like that working uh, 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 out of the Western Pacific uh, Med Corporation. Huh. And so what happened was that he he, he was doing like a cuz he had that good tattoo and everything like that so he was doing yeah. small parts in movies cuz it was <laughs> like he was a stand-in and it was like 50 bucks a day. Wow. And so he considered doing that because that would raise his uh, publicity for this uh, company so it can help out more people. And what happened, apparently, someone who was uh, associated with Runaway Train, uh, one of the assistants in there, had a teenager with a drug problem. So he went there. They saw him, and he was that was his first movie, was Runaway Train, with John Boyd in 1985. Jeez. He is just amazing. Yeah, and does and a I, lot of good work. He has those donut shops, and he has those restaurants. I have his cookbook. That's how impressed I was with his restaurant. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, you you go to these uh, uh, Hollywood name restaurants, right? And Boy, the food's he, horrible. It's all well, about...
1: He's got the He's got the van or something. Don't they take around a food truck or yeah, something?
0: He may. He may. But he does a lot yeah. of good work, and he's just, like I said... From where he was to where he is today, he is just one of those people that say, "You know what? If he can make it, anybody can make it." Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, so or he beat the heck out of you.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, and you got this on, but or up. You can c- cut this out. But there's a good friend of ours that mm-hmm. was in a was in a, ga- a gang with him that we used to hang around. Bro, whoa, really? But, uh, yeah, yeah
0: wow yeah the old days (laughs) all right oh hey i got one article and then we'll get into our podcast all right get this all right this this is this one right in through here a home depot customer was bitten in the face by a dog while shopping in colorado last month according to authorities Get this. Here's how it reads. The customer was visiting the Home Depot in uh, Evergreen when a dog owner and a trainer approached him. The dog owner asked the customers to give the dog a treat as part of its training. The customer agreed and then was swiftly bitten in the face by the canine. <laughs> yeah, he didn't bite his hand, man. It went right for the throat, I guess. the dog owner and trainer then left the building while the store employees were tending to the victim. Both women were recorded on the store surveillance camera. Police say the victim sustained serious injury and will need facial surgery because of the attack. (laughs) I know we shouldn't be laughing about this. No. You know what that means, Cotton? What's that mean? Don't shop at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to take up so much of your time, but uh, oh, let's get into the podcast real quick. Okay. okay, we are doing the history of lunchboxes. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the heyday of lunchboxes was from 1950 to 1970. It was a heyday Ooh. of of wow. lunchboxes. Yeah. There was more than 120 million metal lunch boxes in 450 plus designs were sold between 1950 and 1970 alone. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And today a collector might pay up to 10,000 times more than the original price of the box. Wow. It's probably wow. cuz we we kids destroyed our lunch boxes. I I had a paper sack. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, You know, the whole thing was, when we we're, were going to school, there, that? There, there were the rich kids that could buy their lunch, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were the not-so-rich kids that couldn't buy their lunch, but they had a metal box. And they were kids yeah. like you and me that couldn't afford anything, and we had paper bags. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> but I drew pictures on them like uh like the people had on their little lunchbox.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> now I wasn't that talented. Now I gotta tell you this. My mom always made me um uh, egg salad sandwiches. So ah. much at school. Ah. Yeah. And get and it's hot, right? This is LA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I she made it so much they used to call me Wibble Man. Uh. <laughs> All I remember is
1: at my school, you open up the clothes or the closet to put your lunches in there, and it smelled like somebody farted in there. And go,
0: oh, here it is again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, well, you know what? The, in, in, in all honesty, the, the lunch boxes originated in the 19th century. Wow. And this was because of the, the advent of the coal mines. Because the, back then the workers needed to protect their lunches from you know from the perils of the job. <laughs> you know, hurts, yeah. can you can imagine working in a coal mine and all that stuff. Remember, I went into that mine and uh, tombstone, and I sent you those pictures. Oh, uh... yeah, you know, like this is where they pooped. <laughs> and I said, "What is this?" <laughs> and I'm you going like, "Oh, that's a uh, you know cooler." Nah, this is where they poop. <laughs> they just roll it <laughs> around. And say, "Okay, your turn." <laughs> so they had to have a like a metal metal pail and that's where they get the term lunch pail Mm. because at the very beginning that's exactly what they use was a pail Uh. and normally the pail would either be uh tobacco right like a can tobacco pail or okay or a uh, cookie when you used to buy cookies they used to put them in a tin can
1: with a lid on it
0: now if you go to a real good Italian deli, they still do that. Really? Yeah. There's huh. one in Covina. There's I've got Carlos or Carla's or something like that, old town uh, Covina. And they, mm-hmm. if you buy so many cookies, it still comes in a in a metal pan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what they used to do, and that's what they use. The actual first lunch pail didn't come out till about uh, the. Uh, 19, I'm going to say, uh, 1900s, Would you know, the old thermos, the old thermos yeah. type of looking one. It's about yeah. the 1900s, 1902 or something like that. So before mm-hmm. that, they didn't even exist. For kids, they didn't even exist. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, but they also came up with, some. somebody saw that in the, in the, near the 1900s and the first actual child's lunch box was in 1902.
1: Oh really? That yeah.
0: long ago. Huh. Yeah, and huh. it had little kids on it. <laughs> 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 it. Had little kids on it, and but the first licensed character lunchbox appeared in 1935, featuring much beloved Mickey Mouse and his oh, yeah. buddies. But come the 1950s, due to television, the the uh, commercial uh, licensed character mm-hmm. lunchboxes exploded. That's oh, where yeah. everybody wanted one, and then uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, let's go through some of the um, vintage ones. Okay. Okay. Now we talked about the 1930 Mickey Mouse vintage lunchbox. Right. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned that. Okay. Now this was ma- actually manufactured by a toy company, and it was oval. It had a metal top. You know, because remember the lunchboxes they were hinged. Remember the tops were hinged. Yeah. This one was. Actually, just placed on top, it was more like the old uh, uh, lunch pails, and mm-hmm. the lid came off. But there was a handle, and the handle would come around the around the outsides. And it had it, huh. f- it featured Mickey Mouse along with his uh, uh, Steamboat Willie friends. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh. And, get, and get this: it sold for an exorbitant amount of ten cents. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> no. wow. and since and people couldn't afford that because it was during the depression in 1935. Huh. So this lunchbox, it, it current uh, auction value is about two thousand dollars. Wow! You got wow. that, man. Now the next wasn't there a Beatles
1: one too? That oh yeah, around. Oh that? yeah, we're yeah. Get,
0: we're getting to that one because I'm right now. I'm oh, just going to okay. mention the most popular ones. Okay. Yeah. These are the most popular. Now the next one is. Superman vintage lunchbox 1954. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it has, <laughs> it says it's the most coveted one because it's got a universal uh, thermos in it. Now, universal. it says, yeah, it says it'll fetch about $1,300, but according to the History Channel Uh-oh. Network, Mm-hmm. they can go up as high as 13000 Wow. And I, I couldn't believe that, so I, I looked it up on eBay. And they have this one guy selling. I couldn't find a, a decent one. It has to be in mint condition, of course. Mm-hmm. But he had the original plates for the lunchbox stamps, and they were going for 21000 Holy cow. Mm, yes, sir. Man. Okay. Man. And here you go. The next most popular the Beatles vintage lunchbox, 1963. Oh, okay. This was big in demand at Latin. This was the company Latin put it out, and this is when the Be- first time Beatlemania. What's that? Yeah, it was a round one. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, it was a square.
1: Oh, was okay. oh oh yeah.
0: Now this is the very first one. Uh, the Beatles oh, had wow. all kinds of them. Remember, they had I like bet. Yeah. yeah, Sergeant Pepper, and they had uh, Yellow Submarine. Matter of fact, I was this close. If my office was set, because you know we're still remodeling and everything's in my office, they had mm-hmm. a lunchbox in the shape of a yellow submarine. <laughs> oh, I wanted to buy that bad, but I'm saying, man, where am I going to put it? I said, this office is a mess, and I ended up losing it. And this, yeah, th- this is the problem with the remodel. Okay, you know how organized I am. I have, I know where everything is all the time. I, so you need some. Okay, here it is. Okay, mm-hmm. everything's a mess. <laughs> You know, so I can't find anything to save my life. You know, and what do they say about organized people, Cotton? What's that? We're just too lazy to look for stuff. You know what? You, yeah, you hit the nail on the
1: head there. <laughs> if you can find that nail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but right now, that one, uh, that current um, minted uh, Beatles lunchbox, mm-hmm. go for about $1,200. Jeez. Okay, the next one popular, uh, the Jetsons, nineteen sixty-three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one was the round one that looked like the old fashioned uh lunch boxes. hmm Okay, that one was a that one will go for about seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> <God. laughs> The next one, the next most popular, was uh, Gene, Autry, Gene Autry, Vintage Lunchbox, 1954. Wow! It's uh, Gene Autry, and it's called Melody Ranch. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. It's got like a like a little plaque on the on the bottom, very small, and it's called Melody Ranch. That goes for eighteen hundred dollars. Jeez. Okay. And the next one, the monsters. Done. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this one here is not a photo, but a drawing. Okay. Most of these are all drawings or really not a photo. Okay. Okay. 1300 bucks for that baby. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's the other one Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck vintage oh. lunchbox. That had to have be been. An- Okay. That hadn't been uh, expensive. That one is actually, it's affordable. You can buy it for, uh, it was this one. Well, this particular one was made in Japan. Oh, it's, really? Yes, yes. And it's uh, previously sold in auction for $900. And still, geez. Yeah. Now, th- this is what kills me, okay, About mm-hmm. about Mickey Mouse and his buddies, especially about Donald Duck, okay? Mm-hmm. This dude runs around without pants. That's true. Okay. But Mm -hmm. when he comes out of the bathtub, he puts a towel around him. (laughs) Good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. And when he goes to the beach, he puts on a swimsuit. (laughs) You you walk around without pants and you go to the beach? (laughs) And you put on a swimsuit? What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next popular one, Planet of the Apes, 1974. Mm-hmm. and this was not from the movies but from the tv series oh okay you remember that one yep. yeah yeah short-lived tv series
1: yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't that uh that
0: <laughs> good <laughs> but 850 dollars <laughs> <laughs> next one Smokey bear not Smoky Smokey bear yeah not not Smokey and the bandit but Smokey the bear Smokey bear yeah yeah, yeah. not not yogi bear a smoky bear or like in the commercial moki bear <laughs> i
1: love moki bear
0: yeah not 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 yogi bear hey hey boo boo <laughs> what do you say we get ourselves a picnic basket <laughs> <laughs> but what about the ranger yogi <laughs> but that was a nice popular one yeah. yes oh there's additional uh, vintage lunch boxes, but I'm doing these because they were—they weren't the top popular ones, but they are also very expensive. Now, the Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, the red band, 1955, valued at one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Holy moly! Yeah, Universal Knights in armor—that goes for eighteen hundred bucks. Yes. Star Trek. One of my favorites, because you know I watch all the Star Trek stuff, $1,500. Really? Yeah. Howdy Doody, 1954, $1,800. <laughs> yep. Latin's Little Friends. Now, get this one. This one's 1982, but it still goes for $850. Wow. Yep. And this one right in through here is the Yellow Submarine called King Seedley Yellow Submarine, 1968, 1300 bucks. Yeah, that's the Beetle one, is it? Or... Yes, it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this one I saved for the very end, the Walt Disney School Bus Dome, 1961. It goes for $400. <laughs> wow. And the reason why I saved that one to the end, this was my only lunchbox, and it was a dome. And it would look like a school bus. It said school bus on it. And it had all Mm -hmm. the Disney characters on it. Really? Oh, yeah. That was, man, I treasured that. Because until then, I was paperback. What's that? And do you still have it? Oh, no. No, no. Oh. Oh, come on. (laughs) Kids? I mean, we used to have uh, lunchbox races. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. You get, you know, you get on the asphalt and then you go. And you throw your, uh, <laughs> if you had a dome one that was domed, you could yeah. slide that baby and that dude would just go. We'd have a uh, lunchbox races. Oh, man. I mean, well. Oh, come yeah. back and oh yeah, and falling off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I probably had it longer than I should have. In other words, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, when you get a certain age, you're supposed to go back to brown paper bags, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. oh no i wanted this this was my favorite <laughs> and the only reason why i had lunchbox races because if i didn't it would be heck to pay <laughs> the bullies in the yard oh come on' let's have it. no i don't want you know my, my i don't want to ruin my life no you better do it okay i will <laughs>
1: yeah you had to get rid of it when you started working then <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah but it had all the, the like the uh, uh they had like the um Windows and it had all the Disney characters in each window. Oh, how cool! On each side, and it had uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket, uh, he was like on the uh stairs, and there was Pluto, and and uh, uh, Mickey Mouse was holding back Pluto. Nah. <laughs> but you don't what? have that anymore? Right? Oh, no, oh, no, that yeah. that yeah. rust that's in the rust bucket by now. What is it? Mickey, yeah. what is Mickey? Come here, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> And that Goofy was was a bus driver. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's the last person you want driving that bus. <laughs> what did what did did he sound like a uh, goalie, Mickey? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got a <balance. laughs> Yeah, they don't call me good for nothing. <laughs> but these were big time in in the nineteen fifties, sixties. Now you think about it. There were what nylon lunchbox, yeah. If that, yeah. I mean, shoot. Let's let's be honest. When we were in school, we had lockers. <laughs> <laughs> the kids got to carry the stuff now. My grandson, he's in middle school. You know, my youngest grandson, he's in middle school, mm-hmm. and I say, here, let me get your backpack for you. Oh my, I get a hernia picking that thing up. Oh yeah, man. I said the kids got to be in great shape. But <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. But yeah, but I think what they need to do is take a look and and how much that that a lunchbox was a status symbol back then. Oh yeah, and the right lunchbox was that was it. Oh yeah, but yeah, but I think uh, Cotton we're running a little long, so I think maybe we should bring this one to a close. I think so. Although I
1: am surfing while you're talking here, Mm -hmm. and do you ever hear of Topi the Elephant Lunchbox? I have not. T O P P I E Elephant Lunch Box. Free shipping. Only sixteen left at five thousand four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Oh!
0: <laughs> and only sixteen left. Oh, let me get on the internet right now. <laughs> and it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the, the collect see that's one thing about antiques, right? Uh huh. Once the baby boomers are done, that's it. The antique stores oh. are closing. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't think Gen Z is interested in antiques whatsoever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I saw the greatest cartoon, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a picture of this elderly woman and she's got, there's a hutch, right? And there's just stuff all behind the hutch, right? You know, like little (laughs) knickknacks and stuff like that. And she's telling, and she's looking at you and she says, things that Gen Z don't want to hear. And it says, (laughs) one of these days, this will all be yours. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, what? This is just junk. <laughs> oh, oh man. God. All right, Cotton. What do you say we bring this one to a close, buddy? I think that's a good idea. All right, my <laughs> man. You have a great day, okay? You too. You too, Padre. Bye bye. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote Always remember, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Until next time, may God bless.